don't you kill me? I give a fuck if you feel me. I'm gonna follow my heart. And if you follow the charts or the plaques or the stacks, you ain't gotta guess who's back. You see, I'm so shy that you thought I was bashful. But this bastard's flow will bash your skull. And I will cut your girl like past the troll. And I don't usually smoke but past the troll. And I won't give you All right, we're back once again, folks. Live in effect in Greenwood. Bonjour, shalom, what's up? And welcome to How You Living. The only show live in effect in the Chaz Tower live from the Million Dollar Studio. Also in Greenwood, address unknown, northern Seattle, you know it. Uh, We're here though, and as always, we like to say, hey Chaz, how you living? You know, I'm pretty chill, I'm pretty chill, I can't complain, uh... You know, been trying to follow the news a little bit, but it's been, uh, you know, Supreme Court pick heavy and everything. But I do want to say that I find um, the Cato Daily podcast. I listen to that sometimes. They are their own special creatures. Like everyone else is like, oh, my God, what did Trump do? Oh, my God, Supreme Court pick. Oh, my God, what's going on with tariffs? And they're like, hey, you know, that bill that Bernie Sanders put forth trying to make sure that people like Jeff Bezos and Walmart have to pay when their employers are on welfare. Yeah, yeah, Well, how about we talk about why that won't work? Now, remember, the Cato Daily Podcast is libertarian-based, so this is why they do it, but I do kind of like that I have something else to listen to and talk about uh, that's outside of the mainstream from all my other political podcast rotation. Yeah, I've been listening to, like, Ari Shafir interview Burt Kreischer, which was hilarious on the uh, Skeptic Tank podcast. So take a look at that if you want to get, like, no information about anything important. But <laughs> here's something super hilarious. Uh, as always, guys, we are sponsored in part by... Oh, wait, that's right. You guys should uh, find somebody that wants to sponsor us. Should we go with the underwear company, the website company, uh, the adult toy company, or the uh, what, 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 what other podcast? So, so real talk, like it. Or Blue, Blue Apron. See, say see Blue loud. Apron, uh, well, see, okay, like I cook, I do a little bit of meal prep. So me and... I'm pro blue apron. Blue, blue apron. I'm kind of just like okay. Yeah, we should we should court them. Okay, okay. I mean, and then there's always Squarespace because Squarespace dot com. Yeah, Squarespace yeah. is like. And honestly, I was listening to an interview with uh, Hank Green and. <laughs> I like no no keep going. I just like that we just fake we just fake accepted their sponsorship <laughs> and said them. <laughs> said them out loud no no i mean oh god and and i'm doing this all prior segment as like on purpose because i'm like yo but here's the uh here's the moment folks where i call in everything that you were expecting and we're going back to the original and we're saying there's a segment that we're about to start and it's called callbacks callbacks and the way that works is we start looking at the things that we've been talking about that are still kind of happening or something that we just went over and suddenly we thought about again. And uh, this week, much like none other, uh, it's about kind of Supreme Court picks and such. Yeah, I kind of want to put that into the main uh, episode since things have kind of changed and advanced and so, there's new information there. So... Then let's extend that and say, 
what what's happening with the Democrats going into this new election? Like, do we feel like they're they're still running with momentum and we have a chance in November? Uh, given all this kind of rhetoric around the Supreme Court justice pick, mm-hmm. are we are we keeping up the uh, the hearts and minds of Americans the way we need to kind of to elect these new people? You know what? I see a lot of voices out there, and I see a lot of pushes when it comes from the you know the logistical side of things, the numbers. It looks like we do have the numbers to flip the House, and we might have the numbers to flip the Senate. Uh, so it depends on if people get out there, but it also like right now we are recording this on uh, September 18th and the last uh, primaries have happened. And that was the gubernatorial primaries over in New York where Cynthia Nixon lost to, uh, you know, Governor Cuomo. So so like now that that's happened, everyone now needs to get registered for uh, the, the general election the if they aren't election. already. Right. Uh, Because there are a lot of uh, Democratic candidates out there and progressive uh, candidates out there. Um, I think Seattle has a progressive candidate, Sarah, running for state Congress. I I should know these things off the top of my head, but I don't. But I'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll get back. (laughs) We'll we'll get back involved with the uh, the November election uh, later on. But uh, just kind of looking at it as a. As a bigger lens on what we're going to kind of do towards this administration and towards the kind of momentum of kind of the way things are changing, uh, especially like ignoring EPA regulations mm-hmm. and being like a steward to the earth. Uh, the recognition of this president is is zero to to those type things. So uh, we need to we need to go. I mean, I've always said the biggest subject is the earth. So yeah, uh, I'm with those that I think are going to do the best for that. Uh, that being said, I guess we can go into the main episode because, well, no, I did have a callback. Then give that callback. Right. I just wanted to say like, when we were talking about, uh, the judge stuff, I, I have a lot to say about it. So I feel like it should be a main segment. That should be. But, um, when it comes to the tariff battle, uh, I remember before, oh, right, right? Yeah, yeah. Because before I mentioned earlier in in an earlier episode that there was only about thirty two, I think it was thirty two million dollars of um, things had being tariffed in uh, China. It could be thirty two billion, which is way more. But now there's two hundred billion worth of things that right. Trump is putting tariffs for next Tuesday. So that being like before it was hitting like small, small things like, you know, farmers and aluminum workers and things like that. Things that were a little innocuous, maybe not ever present to, you know, America at large. But you would notice it in penny differences between like aluminum cans and everything like that. But now pretty much everything is on the table. And if you don't know, a lot of your shit is made in China. All right. And so that means a lot of the things that you need to be able to use will probably uh, start, you know, being more expensive and you might have a harder time paying for things like your budgets might change. So it's definitely like this is going to have a huge effect on the American people because it's definitely going to raise prices of a lot of things. Yeah, no, that's and that's for real. And like, I think ultimately 
uh, given the kind of buildup of the the military rhetoric and whatnot, the kind of matches, no one wants to go to war. Uh, eventually, we're going to come to some conclusion on this and make peace and just start trading again. Like that's that that's the hope and the the reality. But like you know, that's the best case scenario because mm-hmm. ultimately. Uh, both countries lose if we uh, don't sell and buy from each other. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I mean, that's real. Like, that's the international economy kind of 101 at this point. I mean, yeah, they, they are our cheap labor market. Well, at least, like, Asia in and of itself seems to be our cheap labor market. So there could be an economic shift to other places like Malaysia and Indonesia because uh, there are some places over there that do some of our textiles and some of our other sort of you know tchotchkes that we buy here in america but china it has a bulk of apparel a bulk of electronics a bulk of housewares a bulk of stuff even from the dollar store all right there there's a good podcast from 99 cent invisible that talks about the town whose entire economy is basically funding dollar store tchotchkes right it's hilarious right that's real and with that then we bring ourselves into the 62nd episode number 62 (laughs) folks we are uh not quite retired but we're we're moving close we get in there we could go there early with a penalty but who wants that yeah nobody nobody does so we're here talking about our main subject which is the uh the supreme court justice nomination situation which is being led of course by uh mr kavanaugh currently put forth by trump yep yep and everything being brought to light uh how do you want to uh to go about the conversation today Chaz? well like i remember at the beginning because i've been following a, a, a bit of the news as it comes but Really, at the beginning of this, before the allegations that happened over the past few days, my thoughts of it were going to be, all right, let's look at what everyone's saying about Kavanaugh. We can have criticisms about a good portion of his past not being available uh, to the committee before the hearings. And talking about, but that was, all that stuff was par for the course when it came to what Republicans are doing during these things. And because they hold the power, there isn't a lot you can do other than scream, your moral barometer is off, please stop. Yeah. But now that this happened, and because we are knee deep in uh, hashtag me too, and the ramifications of that, it, it could mean... It could mean maybe he won't get confirmed. I mean, I would still say, like, the chances that he doesn't is uh, slim to none even with this. But this is, like, that last Hail Mary that uh, that we, we being, you know, liberals who probably don't want to see him on the court because of how he feels about abortion and uh, what the president can actually be tried for. Or well, not tried for, but if he can, well, if he comes under indictment while he's in his presidency, he can be sequestered from that until he's out of his presidency. All, all of the above, and I mean, just kind of, also the fact the separation of the the different powers and uh, proof that the president is uh, not the ultimate. You know, there's other yeah. things, and uh, and and 
it's 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 you know it always goes back to Merrick Garland, of course. Yeah, I mean, like rest in peace. <laughs> I mean, he's still alive, of course, <laughs> but as a as a justice nomination, we're always listed as a comedy podcast. People, I'm sorry, but uh, but no. Um, and the other reason I do comedy is because I say it's uh, it's an it's the only way we can be open minded about how we say it, so we can have like slanted truths, and we can be like, oh, it's a joke. Yeah. So, um, it it basically, while while we're looking for this, uh, we 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 know what the ultimate thing is is that he's gonna be um, passed to and and moved on to the. I I think he's gonna go on. Yeah. No, he most likely is. But yeah. and then I know that a lot of people are making comparisons to this and what happened to Anita Hill and uh, Clarence Thomas. Uh, back in the early 90s and a little bit of the different thing here is now we live in a different more aware aware society um before there were only men um in the confirmation hearing and now there's four women on the judicial uh, committee uh so their their voices will have influence if this meeting uh, between him and uh, christine the accuser happens on monday uh, but I just recently listened to a new uh, news report that says that she's gone missing or she's gone quiet and she hasn't agreed to come yet. And But, you know, that could mean anything. So but just putting it out there that it may not happen. But the vote that was supposed to happen Thursday isn't going to happen because of this. So and really the big push is that we're 50 or so days away from the primaries. So they're trying to get them in through and but they go in um what's it call it? The Supreme Court goes into session in October. So honestly, if you're playing the game as a stall tactic, you want to use what you can to stall so they can't have a vote until October. So therefore, even if he is confirmed, he wouldn't be on this round of uh cases. That is one, you know, maybe concession uh, if it doesn't fall in a way that people who want to keep the rights that they were given through the Supreme Court uh, that might get challenged with them. Some reprieve for a little bit, at least. Exactly. And we have to remind everybody that the 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 races that are happening in every uh, county and state mm-hmm. around the country, mm-hmm. like. Like ultimately, there's uh, there's something going on in your local area that you need to focus on. Like right now, find out the the side of it you're on, whether it's um, some type of land use issue, whether it's some type of new law change or adjustment or county seat. Uh, there's there's too many things up and down the ballot that as Americans we typically. Uh, ignore and we don't actually pay attention to and uh we probably should there's water commissioners there's uh, mayors there's sheriffs there's there's judges sometimes too yeah there's judges there's there's everything in between and uh and and look at your ballot and even if you don't feel like righteous about voting for one of these certain things don't then but please look at the rest of the ballot and find the subjects and the parts that you feel uh are important to you and 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 make your voice heard because that's kind of the the point of democracy is that you know we can tell just based on the number of people that should vote and how many ballots get counted that most people vote yes but a 
large population of people don't. Like 30 to 40% in most cities and in states. So uh, don't be always a part of that 30 and 40%. Offer your hand. Offer your ability to vote. Find out if you're one of the people that haven't been counted. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and and work towards getting your vote. Like be 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 heard. That's the uh, the word on voting. Like make make sure you're registered. So. Yeah, and don't be afraid to have um, a political action party or a political dis- uh, discussion party. Where you all look at your voter um, pamphlets or, you know, you try to find the websites with the best analysis of who your candidates are and what they're running on and what sort of policies they want to bring forth once they're into the legislature. And then talk to the people around you because, you know, we need to stop thinking of politics as if they should be taboo because they shouldn't like my politics of wanting a comfortable place to live might clash with someone who doesn't want to pay the increased rent by having holla so we would have to talk to each other and say hey how do we come to some understanding about what we want out of our city and what can we do or what candidates can we support that would allow us to have a best amount of compromise when it comes to this issue and that's from the local scale to the national scale. So don't be afraid to talk about why you support someone and why, but also be able to defend them dispassionately and also be able to understand both the crux of the issues and how they concern you, but the crux of the issues and how they concern everyone else and what impact they'll have as well. Right, which is why it would be great if everyone met in in their own version of town halls. I think... I think block parties are important. I think uh, community events are important. I think the the idea of getting together and and meshing and talking about ideas and not always feeling like you're right, not always assuming the other person's wrong. I don't think that every Republican's wrong. I don't think everyone who's voted for Trump is wrong. I just think that the 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 situation we have, he's not the president we need right now. And and that's my opinion, and I will stand by that. But I don't I don't get angry at the way that other people decided what they decided. What I want is what do they want to do now, whether in the community. If you meet them and find them, talk to them about it. Find out why. And and if they don't want to talk about it, then talk about how they want to impact your community and what you can do together. Because you'll find something. You'll find like investing in fixing potholes or the parks or all these things in between like mm-hmm. honestly we just got to start talking about those things sometimes and not all the politics i i admit like to some degree we're gonna have to find a way once once the election's over to figure out how to kind of mend fences in a way not not in the way that we've talked about where you you accept all the behaviors previous but you know what i mean yeah no i think i know what you mean i i think like it's still a time uh, to be critical where we need to be critical um and definitely as i've said before none of that devaluing human beings right none of that you know not thinking that social justice isn't a thing that deserves any merit like those those aren't things that are unflappable. Those aren't like compromising things. But if we're talking about, you know, practical ways that government can work for us and ways that you want to have your government fix your way of life or, you know, 
figure out what your American dream is. Yeah, we can talk about stuff like that. Because uh, definitely I understand the way Trump is framed is as somebody who's trying to go for economic recovery. But the reality of it is a lot of those fears that Trump uh, strokes in between his base are racially motivated. And we can't look, we can't just say that doesn't exist. Right. But at the same time, like, so yeah in, in tandem of i'm understanding like as a practical pragmatic person yeah when it comes to hey in my local city it's expensive to live here here's why what do we do to fix it right. i'm all for you but i'm not going to be unflinching and uncompromising when it comes to black lives matter or you know police brutality or our president uh talking about deport deporting children because of right. how he feels about that like that stuff i'm not gonna change on of course not <laughs> but nobody nobody's asking for that because i think i think what i'm saying is like ultimately we're 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 we don't want to create the situation where there's no compromise mm-hmm. like we really don't we really don't want to create that situation where we're dividing our country on those lines because that's kind of the ultimate problem is like just keep dividing our country in lines. That's how that's how our biggest like yeah, pro- problems no, have stirred up. No, there there is definitely that like four way split we've mentioned in our sort of uh, sort of side with the red side having, you know, the traditional Republicans who are like, we're here. I know Trump is our president, but we're here. And then there's the populist conservatives who really feel like that Trump is putting forth policies and people who are working towards them. And then there's the people on the left uh, who are the neoliberals who don't understand uh, the economic impacts that were first felt uh, when uh, the economic crash happened, which is 10 years ago now, and how that affects people. And the progressives who are kind of like, the system is weird. These things, both uh, economically and socially, in America need to change and here's why and they're kind of clashing in that way too so going back to what you said earlier in the episode is there enough motivation to go out and vote for people that divide between light blue dark blue or whatever is a bit concerning when it comes to that and that's kind of where I'm like put my pragmatic hat on I'm like you'd rather have a blue person in there if you support progressive values like I do um then you would have red person, so you know, maybe be pragmatic a little bit and get a blue person in there, even if you think they're a, fifthly, a filthy neoliberal that only cares about the bottom line and dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, ultimately, is I mean, uh, we're gonna end up with uh, citizens that are unhappy. Yeah, you know, and like, like, how do you how do you start to 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 figure the the molding of that out, like? Like, how does it become more of an exchange of policy and ideals that are so, so almost in common that that we allow it to go kind of back and forth? Kind of almost similar to, to what it used to be. Honestly, hmm, that's an interesting question. Because I do think of it partially comes from the culture of America. And, I, and it comes from the core value that in America, struggling is a virtue. And is sort of designed in that way. And I feel like ultimately the end goal is people need to feel comfortable. Okay. Right. And people can't feel comfortable if they're struggling. 
But right now, the, the zeitgeist of America is that the struggle is your ticket into success. We don't guarantee success here in America. We guarantee the ability for you to try to be successful. And if you are, you reap the benefits. And if you aren't, you don't. And, and there are a lot of axioms and, and, and things around that nature that we believe fully and that influence the way we go through life and what we value and how we present ourselves. But ultimately, maybe I'm speaking like a stone cold progressive here, but I think that that makes people in America feel uneasy. And I'm not just saying, and this is not to say this is why Trump got elected. It's more to say, if you want people to actually be able to discuss issues in a more nuanced and minute manner, you have to get people to stop struggling. But the only way to get people to stop struggling is to somehow change the culture of America to not think that struggling is a virtue. All right. Well, with all that, I think it's time to uh, to talk about my subject. Fun things. Uh, which is like, you know, everything is about number one, right? Like, what's huge? What's going on? What's the best? You know what's number one? Hana song. This is what I want to talk about. What is like the most uh, one hit wonder rap single of all time? Oh gosh, I don't know. See, I thought you was gonna allow me to go pop, but uh, so what's the no- so? Cause cause here's the thing. Let me start throwing out things and throwing out reasons why certain ones. All right, cause cause if you if you if you go like quick with it, um, there there's a few. Like first of all, you you can't. You can't do Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? Because mm-hmm. he had Big Willie style. He had he had all these other things, right? And so you have to find a hip hop artist or a right. rap artist, right? I'm sorry that I know there's a nuance between the two, but I'm not exactly sure how to articulate it. But I, I would be okay with either. Okay, I, and I'll actually go as far as certain R and B artists. And I think, so I think top I'll, number one hit, like that's their only hit. Right, and you move on, and that's like okay. So here's some of the here's some of the the what I would think like, okay, MC Hammer. Oh yeah, because he had but he had too legit to quit. He well, it's can't touch this. That's right. Is the album, but you're right. See, it turns out. Oh, so it's not an individual song; it's an album. No, I was just saying which one did he have that was an no. He had multiple. That's the thing. He had yeah. can't touch this the song. He had too legit to quit, and he had. You got to pray. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. I see. I only know the first two. So, but I'm saying, so he he doesn't count, right? So then you start thinking about that, and like, who who do you come up with that you like? Because then I came up with genuine. Does genuine have something outside of pony? I don't know. That's a good. One. Let's do it, baby. Like what? What's my genu- What's Genuine's number two song? I don't, I, I don't know. Fuck if I know. Okay, well, he might be tied for first with, uh, uh, of course, uh, Sir Mix a lot. Oh yeah, who has Baby Got Back? And that's taking on places though. That's crazy. Baby got you know back. Yeah, baby yeah. got back. Bum, 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 bum. And yeah. then Anaconda. My Anaconda don't, don't want unless you. See, see, uh, I was bad. I was about to do the Nicki Minaj remix. Got Ponsa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, so then, uh, outside that, 
Um, but, but let's say he has he has a couple hits. He has My Posse's on Broadway. Okay. And he's he had Buttermilk Biscuits, which was like it basically kind of sounded like Urkel. But anyway, uh, I don't know. Maybe he. I don't know if he's a one hit wonder because of Posse's on Broadway. I uh, I don't know. So if you really want to go for like one hit wonders, rap. For see, rap one hit wonders. The only one that I can think of off the top of my head is Soldier Boy. What did he have? Like Soldier Boy, I get it. No, I'm this in the rock me roll, going they call him no and Superman. Oh, I said you got that Soldier Boy. Like <laughs> he, he created that. Yeah, you. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That's pretty. That that hasn't been brought up yet. See, so that's in the. That's definitely in the mix. Yeah, I can't think of. Oh well, then my other my other top one is. Did Vanilla Ice have any other hits? Oh, other than Ice Ice, Ice Baby. Baby, I think he had one more. Ice, Ice Baby, but I think he probably should count. Like, I mean, oh no, this is what I was saying was, does Go Turtles Go count? I'd be like, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, you sang it like you knew it, so I think that counts. <laughs> If I'm discluding, <laughs> if I'm discluding Sir Mix a lot, I gotta, I gotta remove Vanilla Ice. So so far, I haven't thought of a second genuine track, but I know there's probably a second one, right? Yeah, I'm trying to like, yeah, crap, yeah. Because if you gave me an R&B artist, there, there's an easy one. He was just a kid. He was a kid wonder. His name was Sammy. <laughs> what do you hear? Like, listen, I meant. <laughs> I met this guy, his name was Sammy. He was standing there near a microphone. He was like, I got the best voice ever, but I ain't got no money. And Chaz walks up and he's like, hey, here's $5. Let's let this guy sing. And he's like, thank you, man. I'm about to make an album. Oh, yeah. Now now he old is. Damn, he old Oh, Sammy, I.E., that's a thing. I had no idea it was a thing. Yeah, no. All right. Well, (coughs) fine. I've never heard of him. That doesn't count. Uh. Here's my thing. Okay, so uh, Slim Shady, Mr. Eminem, uh, what's his biggest song? Rap God? Like, uh, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it Lose Yourself? I guess it is Lose Yourself if you go from his like early night, or, like early like all time existence. It's got to be Lose Yourself, right? Like everyone's like Mom Spaghetti. Yeah, that's true. That that was pretty iconic. Like I feel like your mom now will like if she was like forty, she'll like hand you spaghetti and be like, "This is Mom Spaghetti." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because I guess if Eight Mile is that iconic of a movie, yeah, and because it's an album on top of it and played on radio, right? Yeah, and yeah, I do. I do recognize. I guess I recognize rap god now because eminem has always just been like spitting real fast and everything uh but yeah so um the the number one image under uh one hit wonder rappers according to ranker.com is uh sir mix a lot oh hi who's number two uh rob bass and dj easy rock Okay, what did they do? Um, I'm not sure, but the third one is Jump Around. Oh. Because House of Pain. Get up, get up, get up, and get down. That's actually pretty real. House of Pain Jump only around. had one. Get up, get up, get up, and get oh, down. Oh, 
Bismarcky. Oh, just a friend. Just a friend. Wow, that's okay. deep. That'd be a deep cut for that, but the, I I would have accepted it. Van- I should have said Vanilla that. Vanilla Ice is in the top ten. Okay. Uh oh. Crisscross. Oh God, no! The Mac no. that'll make you jump, jump, jump. crisscross will make you jump, jump. Oh uh-huh. no! Uh-huh. Oh wow! And I, like they were, they were big enough to be on Family Matters, sort of like Mikel section uh, callback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh my God, crisscross, ew. <laughs> I, I exited them out of my mind. Does that make Kid and Play on that list or something? <laughs> Let me stop. Um, so uh, also listed is uh, Snow, which is uh, Informa. Informa. <laughs> 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 You're like, you mean Mr. A Licky Licky Boom Down? Yeah. Get a bomb bomb, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. He's listed on there. And uh, Ski Low. Okay. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a mala. wish I had a girl. If I did, I would call her. Okay. wish I was a rabbit in a hat with a bat. Six foot mala? I don't know. It got weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the list we got. We had we had most of them. Uh, What's the R and B one looking like? Well, it's the whole list is is kind of they they're including that. Oh, uh, it goes like Shop Boys. Uh, do you know what the Shop Boys hit was? Shop Boys. Yeah, not the Pet Shop Boys, but just the Shop Boys. Shop Boys. No. Uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Oh, uh, I see. I I knew he was like a rapper in the eighties, but I didn't know what he did. Positive K, Craig Mack. What was Craig Mack's hit? Oh snap! I fucking forget. Oh well. Well, uh, yeah, no, we gotta look that up. Yeah, we can't, we can't let that slide. <laughs> what is Craig Map? Oh, with Flavor Flav, Flavor in your ear. Massive hit with Flavor in your ear. All right, we'd have to maybe. I guess we're gonna end this show on with Flavor in your ear. I'm gonna just find it. Do it. That's that, that's legit. That's legit. Um. All right. So, that being said, uh, what's actually going on, uh, with you, Chaz? What what what's what what's your biggest thought going on? Do you have anything more you want to talk about, Kavanaugh? That you didn't get out before. Uh, it's just <clears throat> it's interesting now that Kavanaugh is doing the whole well that he has the sexual assault allegation on him. And there's a lot of comparisons to him and uh, what happened to uh, Nita Hill and Clarence Thomas uh, back in the 90s. And I guess I am reiterating what I said before. But I think it's interesting to see what the culture says now. And the culture, uh, when, because uh, I posed this to a few of my groups, like I posted on my wall, but my wall is like liberal as fuck. So everyone's going to be like, yeah, no, we get this. Well, and not this, but there was this uh, one meme that came out and it was basically talking about how there are different superlatives given to Kavanaugh like boys will be boys or he doesn't deserve this and uh, the lady who uh, 
and posted it was presenting counter arguments by saying like boys would be boys but they don't consider that he took away her girlhood and things like that so it was more of a critique of how you know our status quo treats rape allegations even in the hashtag me too movement uh so i posted it just to see like what reactions would be and reactions on my wall of course were just like people agreed with it but i wouldn't expect most people in my friends list not to agree with it but of course i posted it in uh, the intellectual dark web of places which i knew i would find people uh that would disagree with it and they asked there was a few people who say is this a bait post and I guess as I'm presenting it in my podcast, it would make you think it's a bait post. But it wasn't a bait post to be like, I'm going to be that liberal person that vilifies you for having these bad ideas. Is I want to kind of the understand what folks were thinking about it. And there was one guy who engaged with it where he he didn't understand that it was about Kavanaugh so he just thought it was a random person so he took a, a very standard diplomatic approach to it saying that you know of course I believe this person should be taken down um if these allegations are true I don't know why you would think nobody wouldn't want these things to be true like uh or or would want these things to not result in him being removed yeah Right, so, and I found that to be a cultural push. One person got really upset that I didn't send a specific sort of thing that I was critiquing about it, because the group is about discussion, and it's definitely based on the whole, uh, the idea that free speech is being squashed at different universities and such, so they wanted to come into a place where they could have discussions about anything and everything. And usually I'm in there, and I'm like, I'm going to... push uh liberal stuff because y'all hate on the liberals a lot so i want to know why y'all be hating on liberals and there were some people like there was one person who gave a really measured response just basically going over the same things that the other guy that i mentioned but more so like this is what we know this is how we can react to it and and basically trying to create the most measured response as he could and uh, when I was thinking of it, it's like, in, in comparison to, there is a YouTube channel called Counterpoints, and Counterpoints did a video uh, critiquing uh, Alexi Green's uh, We Should Always Believe the Women uh, When They Say It, and he does counterpoints to somewhat controversial things sometimes. He did one about racism that basically maps out the difference between institutional racism and uh, the current dictionary meaning and how it can be unclear about what people are saying as their meaning and what that can mean. Okay. And uh, so in this one, he was saying that, like, yes, uh, we can believe women, but there's a small statistical thing where they could be lying and people like to run away with that and say like, this is maybe why you shouldn't treat something of that with a level of credibility. And uh, I would say, yeah, if we look at it at a very cynical way and say that, yeah, this is coming at a time where someone wants to make a last ditch effort in order to delegitimize the value of uh, Kavanaugh as a supreme court judge then this is what they're doing it for and i say that and i'm like but wouldn't you want someone to do that if this is the thing they did because it does go for what their character is and i think of judge kavanaugh 
Like th- there's two there's two things you can treat it. You can say Judge Cra- Kavanaugh was such a drunk when he was 17 that he doesn't remember, so he didn't have a uh, sort of way of remembering it. But we can't use that as a way to absolve him from accountability for what he did. If he wanted to show that he had a judge-like stewardship in this situation, um, but well, okay, this is assuming that he actually did do it and either has no recollection of doing it or has a recollection of doing it, but, you know, kind of squashed it down in that place where you don't remember things and come forth and say and take ownership of it. If he, if it's true and it finds out to be true and he didn't take ownership of it, I think that is enough for him to be seen in a bad light for those who are going to vote for him. But it's still in the committee, so it's in the committee hands if that happens. Uh, but if it ends up being one of those rare cases where she's lying or even one of those cases where she doesn't want to come forward and interview, or even if that interview is seen as uncredible because she doesn't present it in a way where the panel uh, on the council finds it credible, then we're back at square one. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, I can I can already tell you right now they're not going to stop the nomination. And the only reason I know that is because they're not going to wait until the election to get this nomination through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so it actually isn't going to matter at all, which is the worst part about it all. But. Well, not but that's just the worst part. I just have this. Yeah. Every now and then I mess up, I call my new girlfriend by my old girlfriend's name. <laughs> and she can tell because I don't say mm as long. <laughs> I used to do acid on occasion. Like, when I was on acid, it was strange. I, I would see things like, like beams of light. I'd hear sounds that sounded an awful lot like car horns. Because he almost got hit by cars. Uh, well, that was Mitch Hedberg, guys. Rest in peace. He was one of the funniest people ever. That's right. Mitch Hedberg. He had some good observations about life. I, le- I leave him uh, always as the uh, example of someone who could tell a joke in less than like five seconds. That'll make you either think, laugh, or both. And uh, appreciate to, to, to give you a little piece of it. Uh, at this point, I think we should just uh, leave anybody with uh, whatever uh, solid pieces of advice or places they can go, man. Uh, just wanted to let you know that Kurt Zagog has another video out. is about building things um, on a moon landing. Also, if you're out there, I know this is like completely not what we talk about on this show, but... I've been wanting a new phone and I hate the whole idea of leasing. So I've been watching a lot of unbox therapy, trying to figure out like what new phones are out there and what their price points are. And apparently there is a Chinese phone called the Pocophone um, that's supposed to be really good in around the 300 to $400 range. So if you're kind of annoyed at Apple's new announcement of the XS and the XR and the XS Max, and it costing like $1,100 and $1,500 for some of the phones. You're just like, fuck all that. I just want to call people, surf the internet, and do all that. The Pocophone is there. But, you know, watch Unbox Therapy and see what you think of it. He does honest reviews. He's a cool dude. 
Um, I, yeah, he's, he's, he fixes my gadget nicks or niche. But even though I will say, yeah, but you just talked about how the economy is fucked up and, ja- and Chinese tariffs and all that. I'm like, I know. I know. It's a conundrum. America's a mindfuck people. As always, uh, I want you guys to go out and uh, listen to All Fantasy Everything because all my friends are fucking running that and it's hot as shit and I appreciate my friends doing cool things down in LA. Uh, They host one of the funniest shows ever and I look forward to the day when they invite us on the show because they hear this promo that I do almost every week. You do. Uh, Also on top of that, I want everyone to uh, register to vote. Make sure you go find out where you registered, and also register for your own health care. If you didn't know, go to healthcare.gov, fill out the shit. It'll piece together whether you're in a certain state that has an option that you have a qualification for or it'll need to give you to the commercial side and they'll at least give you a like hand at like, where you can go get your health care. So there you go. Vote and go get your health care. Do yeah. both those things. Uh, outside that, get a hold of the show at hylbox at gmail.com because that's how you live in box at gy- <laughs> gmail.com. So it's hylbox at gmail.com. It's a mouthful, but it really isn't. Uh, it's easy to type in. Uh, aside from that, you can get a hold of me on the Twitter sphere at ctownmayor. That's S E A T O W N M A Y O R. I'm uh, I'm just assisting these municipalities that are uh, nearby to the coast. Oh, yeah, and I just wanted to do another shout-out to our boy Ron Funches, who has his own podcast now called Getting Better. Getting Better. It's making my life better. Right, Getting uh, Better with Ron Funches. I've already bought a copy of Final Draft, so shout-out to Gabe Dinger episode of Getting Better uh, for teaching me that. And I'm working on my dream board, so, uh, so shout-out to Ron Funches for that. Uh, where can they get a hold of you, Chaz? Uh, the, yeah, you can check me out at CSR, CRSII on the Twitter sphere. Uh, and you can see a picture of me, Mikkel, and Ron Funches on my Instagram at Chaz underscore Baz. And I'm Chaz Baz pretty much everywhere else. And if you want some more politically things from Chaz Baz, you're going to be surely disappointed because I haven't updated that Twitter in a while. But, you know, follow it once I finally get off my lazy ass and do it. But anyway... Maybe in the future <laughs> you've already completed that, and they're listening to this in like two years, and, he, and he's like, like mobilized this army, and you're like, that's the Chaz Baz. Anyway, that's Chaz Baz. Uh, Chaz, as always, uh, this has been a blast. Thanks for letting me into the tower. Of course, it's always fun. Got to get the message out there. It's just fun. You Appreciate know. time in the Million Dollar Studio. Hell's yeah. Uh, good times. See you next time. Yeah, have a good one. Peace, y'all, and don't forget to be awesome. Be good. We out. I'm straight, got great. Bust the head straight and dreads, I'm everlasting. Like it's so